first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I am Jerry Ors, and today it is that time again. It is that time of year again. It is time for the Academy Awards. It is the 92nd Academy Awards, and we have a lot of films to talk about because a lot of amazing films are nominated. In the first segment, we are going to be talking about Toy Story 4, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, as well as How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. So even the first segment is very packed, so let's get right into it now. We are going to be talking with Benjamin and Sahiba first on Toy Story 4. So the animation category is always hard to talk about because you got to figure out if you want to look at animated films in a technical way, if they did extremely realistic animation, or in a creative way. Did they accomplish an interesting story? So Benjamin, let's start with you. Do you think Toy Story 4 deserves animated feature film? I do not. Um, I think technically Klaus is the clear uh, winner of this award. And I think narratively it'd probably go to How to Train Your Dragon 3. I really I really do like this movie. And I think it might be better um, than both of those. But I think on those, judging on those individual characteristics, I think it is not the best. You know, I have to agree about Klaus. I personally love the film. I haven't seen all the categories, but um, I really love Klaus. It had a very unique animation style. Toy Story 4, it looks beautiful. It's incredible what Pixar does. But of course, it's nothing really new from what they haven't done before. But Sahiba, what do you think of Toy Story 4 winning Best Animated Film? Yeah, I completely agree with both you and Benjamin. And I think although I thoroughly enjoyed watching Toy Story 4, um, there are a lot more original animated feature films um, like Klaus and even I Lost My Body. Um, both of them, um, the technicality-wise on the animation, it's so original, it's not seen before. And even the stories, it's so out there. And yeah, they're absolutely wonderful. So unfortunately, I think Toy Story it's lost a little bit in this one well luckily for Toy Story it is not only nominated for best animated feature but also best song it is nominated for I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away by the really really loved Randy Newman but even though he is loved Benjamin back to you do you think the song has a chance of winning um I think it's pretty clear it's gonna go to Elton John I feel like just the um the narrative has kind of been around in that category has kind of been heading his way the entire awards race i am i am happy to see uh, randy newman getting multiple nominations though in the same year he also got one for his score for marriage story and he's um he's a very talented not only film composer but songwriter so it's great to see him get recognition just for some context for the audience, the other songs nominated are from Rocket Band, as you said, done by Elton John. We also have um, I'm Standing With You by Diane Warren, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, uh, by uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, as well as Harriet by Josh Joshua, Brian Campbell, and Cynthia Arrivo. And we do have to move on soon to the next film already. So, Sahiba, very quickly, what do you think of Toy Story 4's winning Best Original Song? Yeah, again, I totally agree with Benjamin. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to win, 
But it's such a sweet song that has a great message about, you know, self-love. So I wouldn't mind if it went to Toy Story 4, but I think it's highly unlikely. It definitely seems possible it's going to the world-renowned Elton John, but we're going to find out. And now we're going to have to transition to our next film. It is Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, and we're going to be talking with Leandro on this. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is nominated for Best Score by John Williams, Best Sound Editing, and Best Visual Effects. Leandro, let's start with Best Score. We mentioned earlier in the uh, last film that Randy Newman is also nominated for the Marriage Story score. We also have the score of 1917 and the score of Joker. What do you think of its chances of winning best score? The score in Star Wars was really good. Um, I loved all the Star uh, all the Star Wars music and the scores in it because they're so unique and cool. But as a chance of winning, it could win, but I'm not sure about that. You know, I'd agree with you, and I think John Williams, just as a composer, is really extraordinary because his music is enjoyable to listen to, separated from the film. And you don't see that very often. Generally, scores are just good with the film. And separated, they're a little bit shallow. They, they don't have much depth. They don't really have anything to say without the film attached to them. But moving on for best score, we also have best sound editing. Its contenders are Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So what do you think of its chances for best sound editing? Well, the sound editing was um, amazing in this movie. I did some research and I found out that when they're doing some, like the explosions and stuff, they went to like a firefighting training facility and started triggering like loud explosions and sounds. And I think that was really cool. And with Adam Driver, who plays Kylo Ren, they filled, they put him in a closet filled with clothes and he started to say his mind and they started to get a little muffled sound on it low muffled sound on his lines and they did a lot of other creative stuff with the sound effects too so it was they did a lot of work and it was really creative of what they did and it sounded really great in the movie there's a there's a lot of competition but it, it might be they might win it's definitely possible star wars has a very long history in being extremely renowned for sound whether it's sound editing sound design uh, sound mixing, or the scores by John Williams. So Star Wars is definitely not new to the world of sound. And we have to move on again to the next film. So very quickly, Leandro, what do you think of visual effects, which in my opinion is one of the most competitive categories this year? Well, in the visual effects, the uh, the visual effects are amazing in this movie. There are other, a lot of good visual effects in other movies, but in Star Wars, you get to see the visual effects in um, like the aliens, the ships, and the planets. Very true. Again, Star Wars has a very long history of being extremely impressive in both special effects and visual effects. But Sally, that is all the time we have to talk about Star Wars. Leandro, thank you so much. You're listening to Kids vs. Coming Attractions. It is our Academy Award show. I am now going to hand over the hosting to Arjun, and he's going to be talking about how to train your dragon in world. Go ahead, Arjun. And we are, of course, handing the show off to uh, Jolene, Jordan, and Ivy, and we are going to continue that discussion about How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, or How to Train Your Dragon 3, whatever you want to call it. I really enjoyed this movie myself. I thought it was a perfect—it was a near-perfect cap-off to the trilogy, which I grew up loving. Uh, what did you all think of the movie overall? Um, I really enjoyed this film. It was really fascinating, really good animation skills, and I love all the special effects that were involved. 
with the like the lights and all the scenery that was super cool to me so that was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie definitely i agree so it's of course nominated for best animated film and it's up against a if you were the contenders like so it's competing against i lost my body which um i'm yet to see it sounds really interesting and claws which i've heard is absolutely phenomenal and many people are predicting that this might take the oscar missing link of course and toy story 4 now i did think it was a little bit of missing link uh won the uh golden globe i believe no one was expecting that they're expecting something like toy story or something like that so let's hand this question off to jordan do you think that uh, it has a chance against movies like missing link and claws i mean i definitely think that how to train your dragon has a chance against some of these movies but i feel like missing link definitely might win because um it's claymation and i know that the animation once i saw the film was really outstanding but i feel like how to train your dragon is definitely like a strong contender because um overall just the entire animation made it feel very colorful and quirky and whimsical so i think it definitely has a chance of winning Agreed. And Ivy, um, what are your opinions on this matter? Do you think that, what would you say are the chances that How to Train Your Dragon take the Oscar? I think they're very high. Not only is the animation good, but so is like the plot and all the characters. I love the dragon toothless, and I love how like the whole story was planned out, like from like the plot. I like how each, like you could, without seeing any other of the How to Train Your Dragon, you knew exactly what this one was about. Like, you didn't have to know any previous content. And I like the um, I like the way things flowed emotionally in this film because, like, it took you, it took you on a little ride, and it was, like, it was very smooth. Nothing, like, it's very hard to explain, but I do think it will win. Very, I think this one hit big. All right. I did. A, quite a good soundtrack. I mean, obviously, all the DreamWorks animation movies, especially the How to Train Your Dragons, have this nice, you know, um, very, uh, you know, they got the Vi- Viking feel, like, right for the soundtrack. And I did notice that I feel like, personally, it did get slightly snubbed. I mean, then again, I have not watched Little Woman yet. Maybe that soundtrack was absolutely mind-blowing. But uh, um, what, how do you feel about this, Jolene? Do you feel like it deserved a uh, mention for original score, perhaps? Um, with the competition it's against, I don't, I don't know if it has a very good chance, but definitely for the animation, I do believe that it has a very likely chance of winning in that category, soundtrack-wise. I'm not so sure, but it might have a chance. Oh, no. Well, what I was saying is that um, it didn't get nominated for soundtrack, but I feel like personally it should have, you know. Because I, I think the um, previous two ones got nominated for soundtrack as well. But, I mean, it even if it was nominated, it wouldn't have won. But, I mean, I think it would have been nice to get, you know, some recognition for the soundtrack. I feel like a lot of times uh, people tend to let the animation of the movie be overshadowed by... Um, no, uh, let the music of the, of the animated movies be overshadowed by the animation in the movies. And I feel like there needs to be more recognition for those golden moments that are captured by the soundtrack. Um... So, Ivy, what what do you predict will take the um will take best animated feature film? Um, actually, this one because 
one of the scenes when they when they saw the hidden world or the hidden dragon world, the colors like the colors that they came up with this in this film were like I've never seen them before, and it was so um <laughs> I don't it's so hard to explain. It was really beautiful actually, and it was vivid, and I love all, all the pictures and everything like that. But like the hidden world took you like. It was like there was crystals and gems, and it was just like different. Every little cave was a different theme. Like um, crystals, was one neon was one. There were so many different ones, and it was just like blowing my mind. So I think this one will take best animated film. Agreed. Um, I think that it has a pretty good chance, but um, I personally have not seen um, I Lost My Body. Claws or Missing Link, Criminal Offense, but um, I do think that if it were it, if it were a battle between it and Toy Story Four, I would definitely hand it over to um, How to Train Your Dragon. I just feel it's the better movie of the two. Let's take a break. I'm Arjun, reporting for Kids First, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Season One, Volume One. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And we have been talking about the Oscar nominations, and next I will be talking with Ivy about Little Women, which was nominated for a lot of stuff, so we're going to have to sort of, like, manage how long we talk about each category. So, how are you doing, Ivy? I'm doing pretty good. Good. How are you? I'm good. So, real quick, um, I want to know, what did you think about Little Women as a whole? I thought it was a great movie, actually. I love the 
the deep storytelling and screenplay. And I also love the bond between the sisters because it was like really genuine and it shows you the struggles in life this movie does and what happened during the Civil War. So it had like educational and it also had bonds between like sisters and stuff and relationships and young yeah. women in the future. It just showed like how we've changed and um, adapted. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm always down for like a good sisterhood story. And speaking of which, the first uh, category that we have up here is performance by an actress in a leading role nominees. And for that, we have, oh God, I am so sorry, Sayaris Ronin. I'm, that's the best I can do. So, what did you think about this specific performance? Um, can you repeat the name, please? Sai, I think it's pronounced Sayaris Ronin. It's oh, Ronin. yeah, the main character, um, Joe Marge. Yeah, I really loved her character. Actually, she played a really good role in this. I believe that she was like a really strong and brave, confident woman, and she really led the pack. Actually, she um, <laughs> in this movie, she she was like intelligent and she wrote she wrote stories and she's very artistic and had her own way in life and i believe she didn't ever like um she didn't lead on anybody she did her own thing and she created things for other women to do and she also was like the pretty much the main sister between the four and she like helped the litter the little sisters out and stuff and I don't know. I really think that she deserves that that nominee. Do you think she's going to win? For sure. I really do think she's going to win. I love the clothing that they put her in. I love her acting skills. I loved everything about what she did in this film. Well, I find it funny that you mentioned costuming because costume design is another one of the nominees. And what specifically did you think about that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I could see this one totally because um, during the Civil War, they had like the certain type of clothing. And this film matched that perfectly with the old style dresses and the different shoes that the men wore back then and the hats. Um, and also, along with the um, different clothing, it also showed like the wealthy and poor struggles throughout the Civil War. So not only did it match the clothing, but it also matched the struggles in life. Ah, old-timey fashion. What are my weaknesses? So, I can't go through every single nominee, but one of the major ones was Best Motion Picture of the Year. Now, this is arguably the biggest award, so do you think Little Women has a chance of winning? Oh, well, um, <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, this one's a tough one. Um, I don't really know how to answer this question. There's a possibility, but then there's also not a possibility. I don't know. But they did have really good motion pictures in this film, along with scenery and everything else that this film inquired. But I'm not exactly sure on that question. That's very hard. But they have a chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand that because there's so many, like, good films in that category. It's hard to really mm -hmm. decide. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to me about Little Women. But next, we will be switching to Celine and talking about... The Lion King, which, who boy, I have a lot to say on that film. How are you doing, Celine? Good, how are you? I'm good. Um, so, Lion King, what did you think about it? Because I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> it was great. The technology and effects were amazing, and it honestly felt like I was watching real animals out in the wild. 
Well, it's funny you mentioned the visuals, since that's the only thing it's nominated for. It's the only thing it deserves to be recognized for. Um, sorry if I get a little salty during this. I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> um, so, do you think that this film has a chance of winning vis- uh, visual effects? It's kind of an unknown. It, there's a lot of stiff competition out there, like, but it was absolutely gorgeous to watch. I feel like, honestly, I mean, some of its comp- uh, competitors are Star Wars and Endgame, which I feel like that's in pretty, like, big competition, especially Endgame. Um, so I'm honestly not entirely sure with this one, and a part of me... I have very mixed feelings on this film. A part of me thinks, like, yeah, okay, I like the visual effects of it because that was kind of the only thing that I actually appreciated about it. But at the same time, I feel it was simultaneously a detriment to the film. So I feel it's interesting. Do you think there were any films that, like, deserve, that would deserve a nomination over Lion King? Oh, Star Wars. I mean, like, who wouldn't love it? The characters, the galaxy, that's really cool. All the ships. So it really has some tough competition. Yeah, I th- I personally agree. Um, if it wins, I won't be looking forward to it, considering in the situation, the visual effects did kind of ruin the actual emotion of the film. But, I mean, it is objectively impressive. I will give it that. Although, um, I do kind of have a feeling that, like, Endgame is going to win. So, um, yeah, in general, like, do you think this has a chance? Mm, it does. I think it, I think it does. But, like, I'm unsure. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me about Lion King. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we are talking about the Oscar nominations, and right now, I am talking with Benjamin about the two popes. How are you doing, Benjamin? I'm doing very well. Nice to hear. So, the two popes. First off, I want to say, what did you think about this film? I really like the two popes. I've seen this movie multiple times. I really enjoy it. I think it's very thoughtful and also very funny. I do think the title is kind of a detriment to the movie. I don't think you go into a movie called The Two Popes and expect it to be so lively, but also so deep. Um, and I think this is a un- the probably the most underrated and underappreciated film I've seen all award season. Well, that's an interesting take. Um, so this film is nominated for Adapted Screenplay, Actor in Leading Role, and Actor in Supporting Role. So starting with Leading Role, what did you think about Jonathan Price in this film? I can think of um, actors who I think are more deserving of the best actor category. But I was really impressed with Jonathan Price's performance. Um, it is quite uh, dialed back, but it's a it's a very subtle performance, and I liked it. Um, it's very sweet and tender. Um, do you think he has a chance of winning, and are you hoping for him to win? No. Joaquin Phoenix is a lock. I think Uh there is no chance anybody else wins. I have not seen Joker, so I do not really have an opinion whether or not he should win. Um, But I think it is pretty clear that he is going to be the one taking home the award on Sunday night. 
Well, that, yeah, I'd say that is pretty fair. From the little bit I have seen of Joker, I do definitely think his performance is very impressive, and I do think it deserves all of the attention it has been getting from, like, the film communities and stuff like that. However, of course, the lead actor is not the most important actor, and the two popes also happens to have a nomination in the supporting actor role. So what did you think about Anthony Hopkins, and do you think he has a chance of winning? I really like the two popes. Anthony Hopkins should not be here. This is Price's movie, and while I do think it is a two-hander, and the performances kind of complement each other and work together, uh, I think that Hopkins is giving a much less impressive performance in this film. And honestly, I think it's Jonathan Price is the one picking up the slack. Mm. So that is my thoughts on the matter. What do you think? um, Do you think... Like, what are the other, which of the other nominations do you think deserves it more in that case? Uh, for supporting actor? Yes. Uh, Shia LaBeouf in Peanut Butter Falcon. I know it's a movie not a lot of people have seen, but I was really impressed with his performance. Jake Gyllenhaal in Spider-Man Far From Home, which is one where uh, I admired the performance a lot more on my second viewing, because there's a twist in that movie that completely changes the way I see his um, performance in that film and yeah those are just a few I'm I have six or seven more I could think of that would be more suited in this category than Anthony Hopkins hmm, interesting and so final question do you think uh the two popes has a chance of winning the adapted screenplay award I think this is either jo- um Taika Waititi going to Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit or Greta Gerwig for Little Women. And it looks like it is more likely at this point going to go to Jojo Rabbit. Wow. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting start to this. And then it's just, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me about the two popes. Thank you. Go watch the two popes. (laughs) Let's take a break. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been having a great time talking about everything Oscars, and we're going to continue talking about Oscar nominations. Right now, I'm going to speak with Celine about a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Welcome to the show, Celine. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I'm excited to hear what you have to tell me. And so why do you think um, a beautiful day in the neighborhood got nominated? Well, Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers. He's an amazing actor and his facial expressions and his voice helped really bring his character to life and help him become Mr. Rogers. He, the act, his, he, the lesson that he taught about kindness and positivity was perfect. And he, he's a contender, and I want him to win, and I hope he does. Yeah, and so do you think he deserves this nomination? I definitely do, absolutely. Wonderful. And so it is up against some major contenders, as we've said before, the two Anthony Hopkins and the two Popes. Then you've also got the Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So do you think that he has a good chance of winning or is it going to be a difficult one for him? I haven't seen the other films, so it's kind of hard to tell, but I do think he has a chance for sure. Awesome. And why do you think that it's important that a film like this is getting um, the recognition that it is? The message and the lesson in this film, it's a message that like everyone needs to hear at this moment and we need it now. We need yeah. more kindness, positivity. Yeah, for sure. We always need positivity and kindness. And so do you think that A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood should have been nominated for another um, category in the Oscars? Uh, no. No. Oh. Oh, okay, so just acting. The acting, would you say, is the best part of the film along with the message? Yeah. Very Definitely the best. Very cool. And um, so briefly, quickly remind us, um, what is um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood about? And why should people see this before um, they watch the Oscars? Well, we need this message now. And A Beautiful Neighborhood, it's actually based on a true story. And it's about a reporter who is played by Matthew Rise. And he gives us an amazing performance. His acting was amazing. And his boss sends him to do a report on heroes. 
And that's how he meets Mr. Rogers. And Mr. Rogers changes his perspective on life and the world around him and feelings and relationship. Well, it sounds like a wonderful movie. And I also hope that Tom Hanks gets this, gets this award. So thank you so much for talking with me, Celine. It's been so much fun. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. And we're going to continue our Oscar discussion with Benjamin. And we're going to be speaking about Jojo Rabbit. Welcome back, Benjamin. Thank you. So I heard you just mention in the last segment that you think Jojo Rabbit um, has a good chance of winning screenplay. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Do you think it will win and why should it win? I think it will win. It's been taking a lot of the precursor awards leading up to the Oscars, specifically the Writers Guild. Um, and a lot of the Writers Guild will be the people voting for the screenplays in the Academy Awards. I do think it deserves it. Um, in terms of adaptation, I feel Little Women is a stronger screenplay. But I uh, I really admired the way YTT kind of balances the comedy with um, just like really kind of tragic story in the end. Um, I think it's cool to see him getting this recognition now. I don't think it's his best movie. But it certainly is memorable, and it's uh, it's kind of a risk, <laughs> certainly. The, um, if For those who do not know, it is about a young boy uh, named Jojo who is growing up in Germany uh, during World War II, and his imaginary friend is uh, Hitler, played by the director and screenwriter of the movie. And by that uh, concept alone, it seems like it just shouldn't even exist. And I feel by the end of the movie, I was really glad it did. That's amazing to hear. I know when I heard um, the kids' first reviews and the trailer first came out, I really wanted to watch this film. And it's still on my list, and I hope I can get a chance to watch it soon. Uh, but yeah, it's very, like you said, it seems like a very wonderful and unique movie. And so it's nominated for six Oscars as well. It's also nominated for um, performance in an actress and supporting role. And so do you think um, Scarlett Johansson will get this um, Oscar? I think it is Laura Dern's year. Um, she has never won. She's never even really been nominated. And she's um, she's been just consistently putting out great work for a long time and I think it is her year I think I've heard lots of um, passion or, or acclaim around the performance and I think it is sort of a career Oscar as well as in awarding her for basically her entire body of work yeah that's true I've seen Laura Dern in a lot of movies recently and she is exceptional so I agree with you there too and so Joshua Rabbit is nominated for the biggest award of the night uh, best motion picture so do you think it has a good chance to get this award as well um, at this point, I think it's down to Parasite 1917 and Jojo Rabbit for Best Picture. Uh, I don't think you're really going to be able to tell. It's it's a hard race to predict because there's um, a lot of different like narratives and awards that these movies have to win um, to tell who's going to win the big award of the night. So we'll see. 
Yeah, definitely. We'll see. I'm very excited for the Oscars. And thank you so much, Benjamin, for speaking with me today. Thank you for having me. So be sure to check out the Oscars. And if you haven't gotten a chance to see some of these movies, it would be great if you could try to watch them before the Oscars. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we've been having an amazing Oscar-related discussion about all the nominated movies. And we're going to continue this amazing discussion, but right now with Arjun. So take it away, Arjun. Um, We are continuing our discussion, of course, about Harriet who has Cynthia Erivo actually nominated for two categories in Best Supporting Actress and Best Original Song. And that song is Stand Up, which uh, she sang alongside Joshua Brian Campbell. I think I got that right. So, Ava, what did? how do you feel about the chances of this? I thought her performance is absolutely amazing, and I just think it's wonderful that she's nominated for two categories. Like, that's impressive. Yeah, um, I think that she has a very good chance of winning. And the song, too, was just absolutely great. It was so powerful and inspiring, and it's been stuck in my head for weeks. Agreed. I remember it being um, very, very inspiring, of course. Now, I'm not sure how much of a chance it has against the others. Like, I think it's also the same case with um, the uh, supporting act actress because uh there's a lot going on like you know we got renee zellweger as judy you know and charlize Theron, scarlett johansson sarice ronan um and there it's just it's just a packed like packed year but i think that the best thing we can get from this is cynthia revo being nominated for two different categories in the same like like ceremony and I think one of the most impressive aspects is that she's British. I did not realize this until I realized she was in the new Bond movie and she's playing the new Double O. And I just, I just think that's pretty impressive. I mean, she sings on Broadway and and all sorts of stuff. And um, if you watch Harriet, you wouldn't even know. She just, she, she's the character. Like, um, did you feel the same way, Ava? Yes, I felt the same way. She was so amazing in portraying her character. She made me believe that she was Harriet, and I think that she has actually really good chances of winning this award. Of course. Now, we have a stand-up, and, you know, she's saying it, of course. I mean, I mentioned before, and it's up against I'm Standing With You, um, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself from Toy Story 4, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, and Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, of course, and I really... I mean, in my honest opinion, I I mean, all of them are great. There's a reason why it's a nomination, but compared to the um the other candidates, it's 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 a little tough. I mean, it seems like a placeholder of sorts. I mean, like, but I, I just think it's impressive that she has two diff- two nominations, like in the same award ceremony. And and, and Joshua Campbell, of course, credit where credits due. Uh, but I really do hope I'm gonna love me again wins. I mean, I loved Rocket Man. I think it's a crime that Elton uh that Taryn Edgerton did not get nominated for an Oscar as a as the um, main actor. Personally, for the actress, I would give it to maybe Scarlett Johansson, maybe. But I think that Cynthia Erivo has a very bright future ahead of her. I mean, do you feel the same way? Yes, I think that the song stand up. I think that it has some very good chances. I think the chances of Into the Unknown and Stand Up 
are the same, but I'm really hoping that Stand Up wins because it was just such an amazing song. And again, you never know what could happen. You know, the Bigfoot movie won animated picture for uh, Golden Globes, and nobody, nobody saw that coming. So we could just get, you know, a tangential win like that. I mean, anything's possible. But, of course, uh, thanks for talking about Harriet. I mean, I'm really excited to see what Cynthia Riva has in store for us in the future. Yeah, thank you. And let's take a break. I'm Arjun from Brentwood, Tennessee, and you're listening to Kids, Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by... Llama Llama Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome to Kids First. We've been talking about the Oscars, who we think is going to win, what we think about the movies, do we think they deserve be, to be nominated. And uh, right now, we're going to hop right into the next segment. we got a lot of movies to go through, a lot of people to talk about. So, um... Let's talk about Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which was nominated for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. One nomination. Um, Jordan, do you think Maleficent deserves this nomination? I definitely think that Maleficent deserves this nomination. I think that a lot of times costume design usually overshadows like makeup and um, hair. But I feel like in this film, it really like sh- shine. Um, so I feel like with all the actors and actresses, there was a lot of detail that went into the way that they looked, which really added to sort of like the overall film. And Jolene, what did you think about Maleficent, Mistress of Evil? Did you like the movie? Did you not like the movie? I love this movie so much. Angelina Jolie's makeup, the red bold lip and the cheekbones really was an important factor in this movie, I believe. The makeup was amazing. And, of course, the hair tucked into the horns. 
as well as Princess Aurora's hair, who looked beautiful because they put flowers and a bunch of different braids. And I thought it looked really beautiful. And I noticed that the makeup and hairstyling definitely shapes the character's um, persona and how they are perceived. So it's definitely an important factor. And I think Maleficent kicked it out of the ballpark. And um, Jolene, do you think that Maleficent has a shot at winning this award? Yes, definitely. And uh, Jordan and Abraham, do you think so as well? Um, I do not think it has a shot at winning, unfortunately. Um, what, do you, what do you think is going to win instead? I personally think that 1917's uh, will probably win makeup and his hairstyling. Okay. Personally, I think it's going to be a um, bombshell, so we'll see. Um, there's there's quite a bit of competition in this category. Makeup and hairstyling isn't always the easiest to predict, but um, yeah. And um, Jordan, do you think this movie has a shot at winning? I definitely think it has a shot at winning. Alrighty, well let's uh, move on to the next movie. Um, we're talking 4v Ferrari, which has four nominations, including Best Picture. So, Celine, um, I'll try to go through each of these as fast as I can. Um, so, Best Picture, that's a, a big deal for this movie. Do you think Ford v Ferrari is one of the best films of the year, and do you think it has a shot at winning? For sure. It was my favorite movie of 2019. I love the storyline, and the cast was superb. But I don't think it's going to win. Um, you mentioned the cast. Do you think Christian Bale or Matt Damon should have been nominated here at all? Christian Bale, like, should have. He should have. I I really enjoyed him in the movie. It is kind of weird to see him just sort of playing himself. But um, he has a lot of fun with the role, I think. So, And um, when you get to the racing sequences, I mean... Uh, this film was also nominated for Best Sound Editing and Mixing. Uh, do you think it deserves to be here? I love the film for visual and sound, but it's up against some stiff competition, including Star Wars. But I sure hope it wins an Academy Award. The racetrack sound, car crashes and explosions, and just the sound effects in general were amazing and made you think that you were there in the 1960s. I agree. I think the racing sequences are amazing and a huge part of why the film works. Um, I really enjoyed the story, but you can, you can kind of, um, you've seen it, this kind of underdog story before, and I believe the racing sequences are kind of what set the movie apart. And the sound, ooh, the sound work is a huge part of what makes them work. It was also nominated for Best Editing. Um, that's a pretty that's also a pretty major category, and uh, it's facing pretty big competition from a lot of the best picture heavyweights, Parasite, Joker, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Do you think it has a shot in this category? I'm not sure. I don't really think so. But all the scenes and the settings and the way they edited it together and put them together and made the story come to life was really good. So would you recommend the movie? Uh, absolutely. 
yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. So, um, well, thank you for talking about Ford v. Ferrari. Here's hoping it takes home an award or two on Sunday night. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we are talking about the Oscars, all the films that are nominated, what we think about them, should they be there, who will win. And right now, I'm about to start talking with Abraham and Rohan on the biggest film of all time, no joke, Avengers Endgame. Um, It is nominated in one category, Best Special Effects. Now, Marvel is yet to win an award in Best Special Effects, which I find kind of crazy. I feel they have kind of pioneered special effects in the past 10 years almost, um, really changing the sort of scale of blockbusters. Do you think, uh, Abraham, do you think this movie deserves to be here, Um, uh, battling it out with films like Star Wars and The Lion King? Uh, I definitely think this movie deserves to be here. Um, Yeah, I think it had great special effects, and it definitely deserves to be here. I mean, the work on Thanos alone is amazing. The fact that they can get you to connect with a seven-foot-tall, bald, purple alien is uh, pretty amazing. So, And um, Rohan, did you enjoy this movie? Do you think it should be recognized for more awards than just Best Special Effects? Um, well, I, I, I personally enjoyed the film, but I, I mean... Costume design, maybe. The costume design was amazing, but that's like been consistent throughout the MCU. I don't think it really deserved Best Picture, because it was like, so much of it was callbacks to previous films that it doesn't really stand alone, as well as the other examples of things that did get nominated. I adore this movie. I really do think it's um, a phenomenal blockbuster. But if you're looking at the best picture category, uh, you do raise some good points. It is very much a film that you appreciate more in the grand scheme of the MCU than um, by itself. So, um, Rohan, do you think it has a shot in this category? Do you think it has a shot of winning? Um, I feel like it, while it is incredible in special effects, some of the movies that uh, it have been nominated are like actually like revolutionary like flying the special effects in it is incredible even though i don't really like the fact that they rebooted it i feel like that's probably going to win i feel like that has been kind of a common um sentiment from both people who despised the re- the remake and enjoyed it, uh, that the special effects are pretty spectacular. And not to mention, you know, Endgame is facing competition from uh, Best Picture nominees 1917 and The Irishman. So uh, who knows how this category goes. It'll be really interesting to see. I would love to see this film uh, bring home some Oscar gold, but who knows. All right. Um, well, thank you both for talking with me about Avengers Endgame. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Boys America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Season 1, Volume 1. I'm Benjamin. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the Oscars. Thank you.
you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off-camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week. We'll be right back.